0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Now, this episode is for you. If you have ever felt like your best is still not good enough, or felt like your success is a fluke and someone is going to finally realize that you are a fraud or a fake, listen up. This is a good one. Welcome to the Non Diet Nutritionist Podcast the podcast that promises to deliver a refreshing and no-bullshit approach to how we view food, body, and ourselves. I'm your host, Renee Bartlett, clinical nutritionist turned non-diet nutritionist and coach. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Podcast, as I said in my intro, this one's a little bit of a different slant. We talked a little bit about dieting and body cues and that kind of thing. And you're probably wondering what on earth has the success is not a fluke and perfectionism and all of that have to do with dieting? Well, I'm here to tell you that it has a lot to do with dieting because what I've uncovered in the work that I do with my clients and certainly in coaching myself is that the way we think in one aspect of our lives is also going to show up in another aspect of our lives. That's just how we're wide, You know, it's not like we segregate one kind of component. We might act a little bit differently in some ways, but the underlying thoughts and belief system that we have is still playing a really big role in how we show up. Um, so I wanted to take a deep dive into this because this is often something that comes up for clients, um, when we are doing some work together and I thought it would be a really interesting topic to talk with you about today, particularly if you resonate with the perfectionist, all or nothing, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome type situations. And if you are one of my sisters that wears a uniform, be it military emergency services, I guarantee that you probably have this 10X, 10 times more than any other female out there because, as we know, in male-dominated work areas such as those, we feel like we need to put on this other persona and we feel like we're constantly trying to please and be perfect because we're a woman. The spotlight is kind of on us a little bit. That's certainly my experience And I know it's been the experience of many other women that have worn a uniform. But anyway, let's dive straight in. So I want to talk a little bit about the four, I guess, kind of personality traits. And we all have them to some degree. But what I want to really explore with you today is exactly how that kind of shows up in the way that we view ourselves, the world, and our dieting and food and how we might be able to turn that around to make it our superpower rather than something that causes us to delve back into old habits of dieting and talking negatively about ourselves. I said that a bit weird, negatively about ourselves. So first one is perfectionist. Now, we often see this as, you know, or hear the term, something along the lines of, you know, life will be perfect when I weigh dot, 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 dot. Or when I find the perfect diet, da, 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 life will be perfect. And I must eat exactly like this or I won't achieve X, Y, and Z. So that's kind of some of the ways that a perfectionist might talk about their diet and their food. It also comes up in the way that they view their body, but then other ways that the perfect perfectionist might show up in their work is, you know, I cannot leave work until I have done absolutely everything that I said I was gonna do today. And so they're work, 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 work. You know, they're the people that stay there way after everybody's gone because in their mind, it has to be done perfectly. Or it may even show up in, you know, kind of procrastinating tendencies. You know, you can't put anything out into the world if you're a business owner or if you're working on a particular project or if you're, you know, trying to create something new, it has to be perfect. And, This is certainly a trait that I have um, seen ebb and flow throughout my life that I've seen as a perfectionist, and that is why when I've created this podcast, I have intentionally, even now I've just made a mistake, intentionally put it out in its rawest form. I'm going to make mistakes, and I said this in the very first episode, I'm going to make mistakes, I'm going to swear, I'm going to be as authentic as I can be because this is me working on my perfectionist trait coming through. And that's it. It is a, it is a work in progress. Once you are aware of certain tendencies that you have, you get to decide whether it's working for you or not, whether it's something that you want to continue having and being more aware that, yeah, that's a part of who you are, but it doesn't have to be something that can hold you back anymore. And for me, the perfectionist tendency, there's aspects that I love about it. I love that I, want to do a great job that i want to be professional and that i want to you know be this person that you know other people may see and go wow you know that's amazing i want to have that too but then the other side of it is i want to be authentic i don't want people to think that my life is just polished i don't want to be procrastinating and deliberating on something until it's perfect when someone could really benefit from the content and the information that I wanna share in my business. And from a dieting perspective, the perfectionist showed up in me in that I ate perfectly to a plan. I weighed my food to the absolute gram that it needed to be. And by having that kind of stronghold and that perfectionist tendencies in the way it showed up in dieting, That created a lot of, you know, anxiety when I would go out to eat or if I had to eat something that was not in my eyes seen as perfect. So you can see how the perfectionist can work for you or against you purely on the way that you perceive it. And ultimately you get to make the decision. So the next one that I want to talk about is the all or nothing or black and white. Now how this one shows up in our dieting and exercise is statements like this. So food is either good or bad, unhealthy or healthy, exercise must make me sweat or it doesn't count, or I can't add sauce to my veggies or it cancels it out. Now does anyone resonate with this one? Uh, This one Pops up quite a lot. I've certainly experienced the all or nothing. And what I want to highlight in this is when when we have a tendency to go black and white, where the real growth tends to happen is when we do look for those shades of grey, so that middle ground. And what that is is really looking at a new perspective. So rather than going in the context of food is either good or bad, When you start to explore the gray area and being open to that and trying to, I guess kind of see the all or nothing as something that could be holding you back, you can be looking in the gray area and going, well, if food is not either good or bad and I'm gonna explore this gray area, maybe food is just food. It's just there to nourish me and support me. It's neither good or bad, it has no moral value. That's exploring the gray area. Um, also when we look at exercise, exercise must make me sweat or it doesn't count when we start to observe this all or nothing approach. And we look a little bit more in the gray of that exercise type scenario. Then we go, well, exercise doesn't need to be something that makes me sweat. Exercise can be gentle movement. Exercise can be going for a walk. Exercise can be something that is just helping my body become strong and flexible and may not require me to sweat. So it's taking a new perspective. Oh, and did you just hear my phone ding there? There you go. I forgot to put my phone on silent. There we go. I love that my challenging of the perfectionism is showing up in the podcast where I'm talking about perfectionism. Um, I was gonna edit that out. I was thinking about it. And um, I'm like, no, I'm keeping it in there. So anyway, I digress. Let's talk back to the all or nothing. What I wanna summarize in saying, or um, kind of finish up in saying around the all or nothing is it, it can be kind of a controlling thought process because when you think of it, the black and white, it's like, it's either this way or this way, that is it. But when you start to, if you notice that you have those tendencies, try to look for the gray. Try to look for the other perspective and see what your brain comes up with because that I find is where you can really start to explore different perspectives, different ways in doing things, different, I don't know, different ways to create or create and see things that maybe you couldn't have seen before. So this is a really interesting concept when it comes to all or nothing. And the reframe too, if you find that you are somebody that that has this tendency, it doesn't mean it's inherently wrong with you or anything bad about it. It means that you're probably someone that's very pragmatic, that you love to get a job done. You're very task orientated. You are to the point. You're very succinct in what you do. That's an amazing quality. I see that so much in the people that have the all or nothing. But what I suggest for you is if you're finding that that is a very common tendency that you go to, particularly around diet and exercise, challenge yourself, look for the gray, see what comes up. All right. The next one I want to talk about is people pleaser. People pleaser. All right. So this shows up in our dieting and the way that we look at our bodies and exercise in these kind of statements. Okay. So, People-pleaser will often rely on external cues and compliments, so compliments about their body or the way that they're eating. They will often look for validation in other people kind of validating that they're doing the right thing when it comes to their food and their exercise and that kind of thing, often trying to prove their worth to others. So they're wanting to please others. They're wanting to get that compliment. They're wanting people to go, "Yeah, you're a really great person." Um, and this shows up in dieting and exercise particularly, because if they see that having optimal health, for example, is something that their friend circle or their work circle or whatever, you know, sees as something that, wow, everyone should have this, then they can be constantly, trying to perfect that. Here we go, the perfectionist coming in as well. And you can have multiple ones, as I've mentioned. So they may be constantly trying to prove their worth to please other people. It may not be something they wanna do. They are doing it solely to please somebody else. Um, Not setting boundaries, saying yes to everybody because you wanna please everybody. You don't wanna be perceived as this person that's not helping out or not one of the team. That's a really big one that shows up for people with people pleasing Um, doing the right thing. And I use like my little quotation marks as I'm saying that doing, doing the right thing, just like everyone else with food and exercise, even though it doesn't work for you. And that kind of comes into the proving your worth to others. So a really big theme with someone that is a people pleaser is doing something that doesn't really make you feel great but you're doing it to please everybody else. Um, this also shows up in ways where people, you know, they're in a, a relationship or they live with other people and they would prefer to eat other food that, that you know, they want to eat, that they enjoy more, but they eat what everyone else is eating to please them, okay? Um, now, the reframe on this, what an amazing quality to be someone that is so considerate of other people, that wants to do the best to make other people feel happy and accommodated and heard and listened to. This is a beautiful quality in somebody. This is not something that I want you, if you resonate with this to go, oh my gosh, I'm so terrible for having this. No, absolutely not. People that are people pleasers are some of the most genuine, thoughtful, friendly, open-hearted people I've ever met. But if you're noticing that you are doing more things for other people and not really listening to what you want, this is your little, I don't know, I guess, little sign to maybe go, okay, well, where are some aspects in your life that maybe you can set some boundaries or really evaluate whether the way you're eating is what you want to do or are you doing it to please other people? You saying yes and, you know, foregoing something you'd really love to do of an evening to go and help somebody else out, but, you know, you're missing a really important thing that brings you so much joy and satisfaction, you know, is it something in you that you can maybe start to set some boundaries around that and say no? There's a whole way to unpack this, but as I said, you know, there's a reframe in looking at this quality as such an amazing personality trait to have but also you get to make the decision on how much of that takes over your thought process when it comes to diet exercise and your life in general so yeah that's the people pleaser and finally the final one that I want to touch on is imposter syndrome and this is one that I have I' I'm, I want to say the word struggled. I don't know if I like the word struggle with it. This is one that has popped up in my life forever. And I'm going to say from the get go, from what I have unpacked in myself and what I've learned to understand, and I've really explored this personality trait a lot because this is one that's really popped up for me frequently. And I'm going to explain why I think so in a moment. But I've explored this and what I've come to learn and understand is it's something that will always be there, just like the other personality traits. But when you learn to manage your mind and learn to understand how this shows up for you, you can then not let it be something that holds you back or be something that leads you down into the perfectionist trait or leads you down into an all or nothing or people-pleasing. Because I find the imposter syndrome is almost like this trait that sits over the top of the others. Now this is my, my opinion. Okay. Purely my opinion. But for me, I kind of find that the imposter syndrome is my more dominant personality trait. And depending whether I'm managing it okay or not will lead me into whether I'm it's showing up as a perfectionist, you know, I have to be perfect because I I don't want anyone to think I'm a fake or I'm a fraud. And I need to say yes to people so that I can demonstrate that I'm worthy of being here. So that's my people pleaser. And then, you know, I'm either doing a good job or a bad job. I'm either doing a good job in my business or a bad job in my business, or I'm either eating really well or eating really bad. And I need to be proving you know uh, proving that i deserve to be here again and you know all these kind of things you get it you see how it's kind of like an intertwined thing but imposter syndrome really is where you see that nothing you ever do is good enough and you may say things like you know it's a fluke or you know i you know i seem to be doing really well in my life or getting pats on the back at work but Pretty soon they're going to tap me on the back and tell me that it's all a fluke and that I'm a fraud and I shouldn't be here. It's almost like you can't see your own achievements and you must keep working harder and do, do, do and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the way that this shows up in our dieting and exercise is, I guess, kind of, you know, you reach a goal. Like you may have some kind of fitness goal, you reach it, but it's still not good enough. You have to keep going for more and more and more. So this can bleed into, you know, excessive exercise and in the way that you're eating, you you know, it's not good enough, you know, it's not perfect enough or it's not giving you the results that you're trying to get. So, you know, you just keep do, 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 do. Um, hopefully I've I've explained that one enough. But here's the interesting thing, and this, is, again, is the world according to me. Is that I believe that imposter syndrome is something that is super prevalent in those that have served in the military or emergency services that are women. And the reason for this is we get ingrained in us right from the get-go that we need to prove ourselves. And it may not be an actual verbal statement and it may not be, you know, anything that anyone's particularly said, but it's just this vibe. And those that are listening, that understand where I'm coming from. You know what I mean, sisters, don't you? It's like, you know, you have to be as good as your male counterparts, but then you have to be even better to be considered equal. And even then you still have to prove yourself. And then what happens is over time when you're doing this day in and day out in your job, in the military or um, in emergency services or wherever it happens to be, that creates a belief in you that what you were doing is still not good enough. So you just keep doing and doing and doing and you just can't see the amazing things that you have done or capable of doing and you're just not ever willing to give yourself a pat on the back or feel like you're deserving. And I certainly experienced this because even when I would get recognised for doing an amazing job, I still had the mindset that I needed to do more or that I didn't really deserve it. And I had taken on the belief of the men around me telling me that I wasn't worthy of being where I was. And I did have men tell me that I was not worthy of being there. So you can imagine that compounding on the already belief that I had, that I had to prove myself. You can see how that has been a really big part in my life, even since leaving the military in undoing the belief that I had to constantly prove my worth to be there. Now, this has played such a massive part in my life that has shown up in my business, but it also shows up in the way I viewed myself in a dieting context, context, exercise and my body. And the reason is, like I said before, the way we think in one thing shows up in other parts of our life because I never felt that what I did was good enough, I never felt that my body was good enough. I never felt that the way that my diet was was ever good enough. I never felt that, you know, the way that I was approaching my new career outside of the military was good enough. And it didn't, the reason why it didn't matter whether I got all the awards or whether I got all the certifications or whether somebody told me your diet is impeccable and perfect or whether someone told me that my exercise was exactly what I should be doing, I never was going to believe it because I didn't believe it for myself. And that's where it starts. You can get all the external praise about you as a person, about you and the way that you eat, the way that you have your career, the way that you are a mother, all of the external stuff. But if you don't believe it internally, it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean shit. And this is why Thought work and mindset work is so incredibly powerful because once you start to see your own worth being up to you and not up to everybody else around you, that you get to decide whether you're worthy or not, then guess what? You don't have to prove yourself anymore. You don't have to be going around telling everybody or, you know, working your butt off to have other people see something that you already see within yourself. I hope that really makes sense for you that when you start to harness your own belief about how you view yourself, everyone else can pretty much fuck off. Seriously, that's what happens. And this is why imposter syndrome has been something that I have finally been able to manage only really in the last 12 months because I started to do mindset work. I started to really look at how I was perceiving myself and my approach to my business and my approach to my life outside of the military, my diet, my exercise, everything. And then I started to give myself permission to be exactly where I was. I gave myself permission to be worthy. I gave myself the pat on the back. I didn't need anybody else to do that for me. That didn't take overnight, by the way. This is something that I've worked on, you know, quite diligently because I made the decision that I did not want to be someone that spent the rest of my life proving my worth to everybody else. I didn't want to spend my life waiting for the pat on the back. I want to give my own freaking pat on my own back. Yeah? Can I get a high five and a hell fucking Yeah. So the reason why I'm ending on the imposter syndrome is because it is something that ties into the whole belief system that we carry for ourselves. And you'll notice in all the ones that I've described, so the perfectionist, all or nothing, people pleaser, imposter syndrome, the perspective that you take on it can move you in either a direction that this is holding you back or it's elevating you and you work with this personality trait. So the work around with the imposter syndrome is, yeah, I love to do a fucking good job. I love to be good at something. That's not a bad thing, but I don't need somebody else to tell me whether I have or have not done a good job. I can do that for myself. And that's the workaround in it. So rather than it being this imposter syndrome where I go, you know what, I keep having to prove myself and it's creating anxiety and creating all this stress and tension whenever I go to do something, I've now spun it to go, this is my freaking superpower because I give a shit about what I do. I give a shit about the impact that I have in the world and I want to be someone that leaves a legacy behind but I'm giving myself the permission to do that and I don't need to prove it. And when I had those little moments of going, oh, I don't know if I should be here. I don't know if I should be doing a podcast. I don't know if I should be you know, having paying clients because maybe I need another c- certificate or another degree or whatever it happens to be. I go, no, Renee, we've trained ourselves here. We've dealt with this before. You know what this is about. This is just you showing up because you love to do a good job. You love to help people and you don't want to make a mistake because you don't want, you know, people to not get the results that you're promising them or whatever it happens to be. And so you train yourself back and you go, well, isn't that amazing that I want to do so much good in the world that it's actually causing this imposter thing to come up again? Okay, thank you, brain, and we move on with our day. I've just gone on a little rant there, a little ramble. Hope that made sense. But – I just, you know what? I just realized I have pretty much just shared with you in a monologue. You have just got a little snippet, my friends, into the little in the monologue of Renee. I think that's why I went on a little tangent there. But what I want to end with with you with this podcast is that, We all have these different personality traits and there are more than these, but these are the ones that I mainly see in my clients and the ones that I particularly resonate with because they've shown up at varying stages in my life. But the way that we choose to think about these can bring us incredible self-awareness into who we are, into the beliefs that we have. And then in turn, that is where the growth really is. This this enables us, you know, to make the decision about changing our diet, about changing our exercise routine, about taking a step back and going, is this really the life that I want for myself? And what is the limiting belief or the personality that keeps showing up for me repeatedly that is kind of, you know, it's doing a great job in keeping me safe, but maybe it's not working for me anymore and I need to spin it and look at it a different perspective, work with it rather than against it. So that's kind of what I want to leave you with today. Um, And for my sisters in the military, I see you. um, I know that some of these traits are like super loud and clear. And I would love to get some feedback about these personality traits. Do any of these kind of really hit home for you? And what have you done in terms of being able to spin that around? What is it that you have kind of learnt in exploring these personality personality traits for yourself. Okay, my lovely. So this is the thought that I want to leave you with today. So something to think about today. If you were no longer worrying about being perfect or doing things right or proving yourself to others, what would you be doing with that time instead? This is a really juicy one. So I'm going to leave you with that one today. And as always, thank you for tuning in. And... I will see you in the very next episode. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast. And you can find me across all social media at The Non-Diet Nutritionist. This is the place to go if you want to join my free email list and get heaps of non-diet nutrition content Also to learn more about my one-on-one three-month coaching package that I take my clients through to go from confused to confident with their food in a non-diet approach.